What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Pinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, DiMato Bono. Fellas, how are we feeling? Just a few short days away from the NFL draft. We're here. It's the My Guys episode. Yeah, I mean, draft day has been a draft week is in full effect. We got pods every day for the boys. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is ep, ep 100, right? So this is episode 100, boys. Clap it up. Yeah, big, Holy shit. Big vibes. Really big vibes. Did it. Yeah, big vibes. You guys fucking throw that on me? Let's go, baby. Wow. Um. So so this, so this is the My Guys episode, just for everybody at home. Our My Guys are going to be more day two, day three. The guys that we love, our, our blue players, we call them. We're going to pound the table for these guys in the later parts of the draft. Um, so you won't be hearing any lock first round picks in, in this, my guys, but these are some guys that we haven't really mentioned throughout our scouting process, but some guys that we really love on tape and what they could bring at the next level. So we're going to start with Ray for his first, my guy, Ray, who you got? Yeah. So this guy wasn't in my positional top five, but I've been talking about him since legitimately week one of the college football season. And that is uh Charlie Chuck Jones for Purdue. I fucking love this player so much. Um, elite elite route runner. He's very smooth off his release, and for someone who's a little undersized, he's six foot. Uh, one eighty eight is what I have him at. But I think he may have weighed in a little bit less than that. Yeah, one seventy five. He weighed in. Uh, so five eleven, one seventy five was his official measurements. Uh, this is this whole class in general is just light wide receivers. It's kind of a trend. Um, but I think this is someone that you can get a little bit more value on some with than some of the other lighter receivers who are kind of in that day one early day two uh, round range, but uh, he's a senior. He went, he's been all over the place, uh, Buffalo, Iowa. I think he was, was there another school? Oh yeah. Then Purdue, Purdue. obviously. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So he's, he's been all over the place, but he was clearly his most productive this past season. I think he had um, 1300 yards, 12 touchdowns uh, and 110 catches. So him and Aiden O'Connell really had that connection going from high school. I think he really came up, opened up some eyes, just his speed. I, I He's a lot faster than I, or, and everyone originally thought. On tape, I thought he had plenty of speed. I know a lot of people earlier in the process were critiquing him, thinking that was going to knock him down to a late day three. But guy ran a 4-4-3, so plenty of speed, plenty of athleticism, 36.5-inch vert, 10-foot-4 four, four broad jump. So I think he's got the athletic ability to play outside if need be, but he can also be in the slot too, which I love that versatility. I mentioned the route running and the release are smooth, but what really could um what really like opened my eyes with him was just his hands, really strong hands, especially with uh Joey Porter Jr. was on him that first week, and there were a lot of contested catches that he just made look easy, very really reliable, uh good body control, and just uh he can run after the catch without missing a beat. He's he's always looking to take something to the house. And then I think uh, on for uh What's it called? As his rookie year, I think he's got some punt return, even kick return ability. I know he did a little bit more at Iowa than he did at Purdue, but still, I think that's something he can come in right away and do at the NFL level. I'm curious to see how he does getting off like press coverage in the NFL. Thing that could hurt him and may make him more of a, a slot guy, or maybe stack him on the outside to help him out a little bit early on. But I do believe he can play outside. He kind of reminds me of Khalil Shakir last year where he was a little bit undersized, but he can do in, he can play in or out. Um, and then he's also a little bit older. He's gonna be a 25 year old rookie. So because of that, I predict him to be either very late day two, early day three type player. And just 
his rookie year, I think it's going to look like he's going to be a, a wide receiver four for a team and be a, a punt returner and uh, get get on the field that way. But I do see him developing into a very reliable secondary option wide receiver. And I think he's going to be a, a very good pro and a bargain uh, in this draft class. Nice. So Ray's got Chuck Jones from Purdue as his first my guy, a guy that we've mentioned on this podcast a lot. We have soft spots for for Charlie Jones, except that first game of the year. Absolutely, absolutely destroyed. Backyard brawl. Yeah, thank God he came away with a a win there. Just watching Aiden O'Connell throw seventy times in that game. Um, (laughs) My my first my guy is Julius Brents from Kansas State corner. This is a guy that's been getting a ton of buzz this past week. Um, I think Tom McShay had him in the first round in in his latest mock draft. I think eventually he has a chance to to be a day one player, but I think he'll eventually fall into early day two, mid round um, selection, 34 inch arms with a 42 inch vertical and 11, six broad jump. Number one in both the three cone and the 20 yard shuttle did run four five. People were talking about his speed, but he's got plenty of speed, uh, especially at that size with 34 inch arms. And a forty-two inch vertical. This dude is an absolute freak on the outside. Would you say his, his? Would you say his broad jump was 11-6? Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's on tape. You're like, what the fuck? I, was... I, I genuinely don't think I get half of that. I don't think I could broad half. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Your guys' lower half look pretty same, pretty similar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. It's a copycat league, right? And I think everybody's looking for these long corners to play on the outside, especially what they saw from from Sauce Gardner and Tariq Woolen coming in, making an immediate impact. I don't think he is as good as either of those players, but he does have a similar frame and uh, an athletic profile as these guys. He's a physical press corner that's comfortable jamming at the line of scrimmage. He reroutes guys really easily with his long arms. He's got strong hands. I think he's really, really good in zone coverage. I think people, again, they look at these massive corners on the outside and they automatically think press man corner. But I thought he was really, really good in zone. I think he's really comfortable seeing routes develop in front of him. And then he can make his break and use his long arms to break up passes. Get four interceptions this year. I think the ball security, the ball production doesn't always match um, his ball skills. I think his ball skills are, are a little bit lacking still. But I think with those long arms, he can make up for it. Um, he can high point every ball. There's not a single 50-50 ball that he didn't get to or win as an interception this year. He's an aggressive tackler. He offers a ton in the run game, which I love for my corners. So he's a really, really interesting player, going to be an early day two guy. I think some of the weaknesses right now, the eyes are inconsistent. Um, With shiftier wide receivers, he can lose track of them. He doesn't flip his hips as quickly as a Sauce Gardner or a Tariq Wollen, I think those guys are a little bit shiftier than he is. Um, and when wide receivers get vertical, he doesn't have elite speed to catch up to them, but I do think he has enough to play on the outside very comfortably. And like I mentioned, some of those ball skills, it's hot and cold with him uh, getting his eyes back to the football, especially in man coverage. But he did have the four picks, like I mentioned. So has some production this year, which we like to see. And like I said, got a real chance to be a top five corner in this draft, I think, as in terms of draft pick. And then during during the season, I think he settles somewhere in that early to mid-second round, but a ton of upside at, at corner. So that's my first guy. 
my guy, Julius Brents. All right, Dino, who you got? Yeah, my uh, my first my guy is going to be Marvin Mims from the Oklahoma Sooners. He's 5'10", 183. He ran a blistering 4.3840, ton of top end speed. For sure, the most underrated, in my opinion, wide receiver in this class by a lot. He's my wide receiver six. He's been my wide receiver six for a long time, um, for over two months now. And I know that he's starting to get a lot of buzz and a lot of people are starting to really kind of consider him up there as being uh, close to a top five guy. And I, I definitely think he I definitely think he deserves at least to be in that conversation. He has amazing athleticism. He's one of the most productive high school wide receivers of all time, not just like in his state or just over the past 10 years of actual all time. Look it up. Uh, And that production did not stop when he got to college. Most recently posting 1,083 yards on only 54 catches. He averaged over 20 yards a catch. That is just flat out silly. And that is not because he didn't. And that is not like with him running a lot of routes, he just did not run a lot of routes because that's not the kind of offense that the Sooners ran. The 2.95 yard uh, per route, uh, I apologize. He had a 2.95 yards per route run over the course of his career, which is just equal. I, I, I wrote equals bust to be completely honest. And bust does not refer to him being a bust draft pick. It means to, uh, me being excited because that is cr- a crazy stat line. The only person to beat him out was JSN, who basically only played one year with a high-level quarterback. Uh, I see Mims as a back end of a day two, early day three guy. I think his dream spot would be at the end of day two to the Chiefs at pick sixty-three. That'd be a very that'd be a lot of fun to see him. Obviously, pair with Patrick Mahomes. We hear that a lot about wide receivers, but. Mims in particular, because he has that propensity, propensity, I apologize, cannot speak right now, to be a very serious deep threat kind of guy. He has top tier speed. He's adept at route running capabilities. He's high points to football at a high level. And he flat out just gets gets up and grabs it. That's it. He It does not matter if he's met with a... You know, with a corner that's taller than him, he's only 5'10", but he just, he could jump out of the gym, like I said before, amazing athlete. He is a guy that you want to kind of be 50 yards downfield and you just throw up a Hail Mary and you honestly don't even need to look at it. There's a good chance he's going to grab it. Nice. So Dino's got Marvin Mims as his first, my guy. Ray, who you got for your second guy? Yeah, so I'm going back to the wide receiver, and I'm just going a, di- a completely different type of player. I'm going Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. Uh, we've said it a couple times, but like in a class that's like a, a abnormally small wide receiver, this guy is a complete outlier, 6'2", 220. Um, coming into uh, – I think I watched him prior to the combine, so I was curious about his athletic profile as, as a whole, but he he blew up the combine, really. Uh, 4'4", 6'40", and then he 39.5-inch vert, 10'9", broad, 22 uh, – bench press rep so that's exactly what you want from a wide receiver it's hard not to see a little bit of uh aj brown in this guy's game he's just a, a big buffed up receiver who does his best work after the catch in my opinion right now uh a little bit of um a, a not diverse route tree at the moment but he's got the, the size is freaky uh super strong 
the ball in his hands. I think that's where he's, he's going to make his butter early on. Um, he's versatile in the sense where he, he played a lot of snaps outside. I want to say 500 of his snaps came out as an outside receiver, but he's kind of like a big slot too. And he was even playing, he even got lined up in line just because of his blocking ability. The guy has the, uh, the length and the strength to hold up in blocking, which is just more and more important in this NFL. I feel like they, teams are really wanting their receivers to be able to stalk block on the outside and really open up those big holes for uh, running backs, just those big plays. Um, I mentioned his route tree is a little uh, shallower at the moment, but he does show the ability to run good routes. He's got really quick feet for a guy his size, which I love. Um, some negatives, just he really didn't face much press coverage at Ole Miss. But I think with that foot quickness and just his overall strength and length, I don't think that should be an issue, but it's, I guess it remains to be seen. Uh, and there are some drops on tape, but the guy's got 10 and a half inch hands. Uh, I don't really worry about it too much. But so I think he's going to be, I think before the combine, I viewed him as like a, a round three player. I said with a big combine, he could potentially sneak into the second round. And I see that more and more often in the mocks I see. Um, and I think he can, he's someone who can come in and be wide receiver three right away. And a, just a versatile player who you want to get open in space. He can help block. You can do a lot of really gritty things. And just in this undersized wide receiver class, I think he's going to go earlier than a lot of people think. I think that a lot of teams are going to need, they want some, a big buff size, like a true size receiver. I think that's going to be, he's one of the few options. So I see him going potentially top 50 picks. So I'm curious to see where he ends up going them. Yeah. He's been a big time riser, especially over the last few weeks. Um, I'm with you. I think he probably ends up in that round two area, um, especially after a good combine. So Jonathan Mingo, Ray, second, my guy, my second, my guy here is Nick Herbig, a guy that we didn't really mention at all during our scouting because we did the edge group relatively early prior to the combine. And he was kind of listed in that, in that linebacker group. And then when you turn on the tape, He's pretty much playing predominantly edge. He's not really playing off-ball linebacker at all. So couldn't get him in the edge group, really. And then when we went to linebacker, he's not really a linebacker. Um, but 6'2", 240, had 20 sacks over the last two years. A productive, productive player at Wisconsin. Got the family pedigree with his brother Nate in the NFL this guy just knows how to rush the passer. He's a technician with his hands. I'd argue he has the best hands of any of these edge rushers. Um, he's got a plan right away, which is something that a lot of these guys coming into the NFL do not have, and they need to develop. Um, he's quick off the ball. He accelerates very, very quickly. Provides a shock when he gets his hands on offensive linemen, especially for an undersized rusher. He's got a really strong chop move. He's got a good counter inside rip move. And he's always working towards the quarterback. This guy's motor does not stop. And I think that's a testament to him being the younger brother of, of an NFL player. Knows what it takes to work and get to this next level. Um, he's also really, really smart about cutting off offensive tackle angles once he's able to bend and turn the corner, which allows him to get a step on offensive tackles or he draws a penalty, which he done, which he did a ton this year. I think some of the concerns for him right now is his play strength. Um, it's average at best right now, and he's most likely going to become a rotational edge rusher, especially to start his career because his off-ball skills right now are are not where they need to be. He does have good athleticism. He looks okay in the in the middle of the field, but honestly doesn't really know what he's doing just yet. 
So I think for right now, you, you're not going to want him in coverage too much. He wasn't asked to do a ton of it at Wisconsin. Um, and I also think in the middle of the field, a little inconsistent in the tackling, which doesn't show when he's rushing the when he's rushing the quarterback, but in the middle of the field, it's a different ball game with guys who got who have speed. Um, but I really, really like this player. I think he's a uh, a late day two player, early day three. If he gets there, I think that's a steal. He'll be a rotational edge with juice, um, similar to a, a Bryce Huff, what he does for the Jets. Um, and I think he can come in right away and be in a rotation because he does have a plan already and he doesn't need to learn that. So once he starts figuring out some of the off-ball stuff, maybe you get him in, in more of a, line, a traditional linebacker role, but I think to start, he'll be a really good rotational edge. So Nick Herbig is my my guy. All right, Dino, who you got for your second my guy? Yeah, it doesn't feel right not to include a uh, a horned frog in here. So that being said, my second my guy is going to be Travius Hodges Tomlinson, the corner from TCU, and absolutely like actually is the definition of a dog. Anyone who watched TCU this year or went to go watch his tape knows that and knows that very, very, very well. It was hard not to watch TCU this year because – they made it to the championship, baby, and this guy was a big reason for that. 5'8", 178. I know you might be thinking, what do you mean 5'8"? He's actually 5'7 and like three quarters, but I rounded it up for my boy, especially since he's a my guy. Uh, only 29-inch arms. Another question mark maybe in your head, especially as a cornerback prospect. He does not satisfy the threshold that you usually want from your corners, but God, is he just an animal, and he is fearless and he has amazing speed great athleticism he did a 44140 uh like i said about despite that smaller frame really tht has amazing instincts great ball skills and he fears absolutely no one if you dropped him into a movie like i don't know the exorcist i don't think he would be phased i don't think he would even know that he's supposed to be scared it's actually quite crazy you could put a six three you could put megatron across from him. He'll, he'll just be like oh i'm just he'll treat it like another snap of football it, it wouldn't phase him it's and i love that about him it, that attitude and that mean streak it really shows on tape and you could tell that it matters when he is faring up against Pretty brutal odds if you were to look at it without knowing really the circumstances. Uh, his speed again shows up on tape. He stays he stays on guys like White on Rice, like White on Rice. I apologize. Again, still can't talk. Marathon here. <laughs> he, he's a physical dude. Much bigger guys have a very tough time bullying him. He plays big, really does. He will definitely need to move inside at the next level to accommodate his size and his length. That he lacks, of course, but really think he will be able to fare well against really next level NFL slot guys and be a very solid corner uh, for an NFL team. This isn't a guy you take in the in obviously day one, definitely not even day two, even though his tape would warrant a day two pick, in my opinion, the measurables just won't do it. He's a my guy that I would really slam the table for early third, mid third, and I would be fairly happy with it. This is a cornerback class that is very, very robust and has a lot of talent. That's why he was not in my top seven. But THT is a dog and deserves to be respected. Not, I think anything past 
the third into like the fourth mid four anything past mid four is an absolute steal which is probably where he'll end up go- be going so for that reason he's a my guy nice so dean's got tht as his second my guy ray who you got for your last my guy yeah i'm closing out my this is the, the last one i'm saying this episode but he's my number one my guy i think uh colby wooden I fucking love the player I feel like he's one of the guys I'm higher on than I think anyone else in just the draft media or whatnot. Um, I don't really hear anyone else even mention his name, which is weird, but 6'4", 273, got 33 and three quarters inch arms, which you love from a defensive uh, lineman and 10 and three eighth inch hands. Big and powerful guy. Uh, ran a four seven nine forty. So he's, a, I think, as someone who can profile either on the edge or interior, those are numbers that you want to see. He's got just enough athleticism. Um, and he lines up everywhere. I think 259 snaps in the B gap, 131 times he lined up over the tackle, and he lined up outside the tackle 253, 253 times. So a true Swiss Army knife. Uh, pass rush upside is really what gets me. He's got quickness and power to go along with heavy hands. I think that he can win, really, he can win pass, rushing the passer over the tackle or inside, although I do see the inside is where he's going to make his money at the next level. Relentless motor. I think he's pretty quick off the line of scrimmage, uh, which really helps him. But it just the hands are really what makes me love the guy. They, his, his hands are always working, very powerful, uh, and just a really overall just great athlete for the position. Um, some negatives, it just he does play high at times, and just in terms of uh, just dropping your weight and setting the anchor against the run, I think he does need to work on that and improve his stack and shed ability. That being said, I think that'll come with time as he gets a little bit heavier. I think if he gains like 10 pounds and probably plays at like 285 at the next level, I think that's where he'd be ideal as a uh, a base end in like a 4-3 scheme and you can kick him inside and rush the passer from like that three tech. I think uh, his rookie year, he probably ends up just being a sub, like a rotational guy who can play inside or he'll probably both play inside and out, but He's going to be playing on third downs. I think when you draft him, I think from day one, you want him as an interior rusher. And I just think that um, when it comes to where he's going to get drafted, I genuinely have no idea. Um, I think I would take him in the second round all day. I think he's a top 50 player, but I just don't see him at all. I see a lot of mocks. He's back half of the third round. So really curious to see where he ends up coming off the board. I feel a little vindicated if he does get into the second round. I'll feel I'll be all pumped up, but who knows? But I do think he ends up being a really, really good rotational defensive lineman and someone that it's going to turn back, look back and be a steal. Nice. So Ray's final, my guy, Colby Wooden from Auburn. My final, my guy is a guy that we mentioned in our early quarterback rankings, wasn't in our top five, but a guy that we really love is Jake Hayner, um, 5'11", 207. So the frame is is the big thing that that pops out to you for him. But when you turn on the tape, This guy's got arguably the highest football IQ of any of these quarterbacks in the draft. Really smart, knows how to decipher defenses, know what defenses want to do against him, and knows where the ball needs to go pre-snap. We talk about these quarterbacks being point guards on the field, and he does that in spades, um, and he really plays the position the right way. I really love it. Throws very accurately, throws with good touch, especially to the middle of the field and the mid part of the field, 10 to 15 yards. Um undersized but man is this guy tough as shit this guy takes so many fucking hits and he gets back up played through a bunch of injuries so hopefully the frame can hold up because he did have he had an ankle injury and he had an oblique injury during this season um 
But man, from everything you read about this guy and when you watch on tape, teams are going to absolutely love this dude and want to go to war with him. If you're thinking about these quarterbacks like a Brock Purdy who came in this year for San Francisco and won a bunch of ball games and got through the playoffs with San Francisco, this is a guy that I would put my money on as a day three player that can make an impact um, and come in and win you a couple ball games in, in a pinch. Um, I think he'll compete for, for a backup job immediately. Um, and I think he can win you some games. Um, some of the the weaknesses, obviously, I mentioned the frame. He's not a great athlete either, especially when he's escaping the pocket. He does have enough juice to to make some plays, um, but he's not going to extend plays a bunch with his feet down the field. Uh, and then when he's throwing to the outside part of the field, ball tends to flutter a little bit, doesn't have the biggest arm. But, man, 10 to 15 yards, moving the ball down the field, this guy do, does it as well as anybody in this class. And I think outside of those top five guys, when when Hooker, after Hooker comes off the board, I think he could be the sixth quarterback in this draft. It would be interesting between him or possibly like Tanner McKee. But I think he comes off before Tanner McKee, honestly. So be interesting. I really love Jake Hayner. Um, hopefully he ends up on a good team and uh, come in and win some games for, for them. All right, Dino, round us out. Your final my guy. Yeah, I mean, this is no surprise. And this is, again, my number one, my guy, same as Ray. And that has to be Keanu Benton, the interior D lineman out of Wisconsin. He is just a beast. Uh, he's an elite wrestler. And uh, when you pair that with being a lineman prospect, I love that. That's one of my favorite things to see is that they are very good at wrestling. It Just the being light on your feet and being able to maneuver a maneuver the gentleman across from you tends to be a that you work on and if you're really good at wrestling then you tend to be a little bit better at it and it really translates well to football and like i said for lineman prospects we've seen it in the past that this translates as a as really just a, a good quality to have and a and a good experience to have uh for freakiano he's he's a long he has a long powerful frame he's 64 309 exactly what you want to see almost 34 inch arms and had a strong senior bowl outing. Very strong. Actually, he looked great. Uh, he has a ton of twitch for a 310 pound frame, which should not be possible for a human being, maybe for aliens, but not for a human being. Uh, he played a lot of nose, but believe he will transition to predominantly play as a, a three tech really love his pass rushing ability he consistently uses a very violent club and then swim move, which really helps him propel himself forward and then explode around the offensive lineman. For his pressure rate, he had a 12% pressure rate. He also paired that with a 10% run stop percentage, which no interior defense defensive lineman prospect in this class did better than that, actually, by a lot. He actually was... Very much an outlier, and that is not with just a few snaps. That is with over 400 snaps. So it's definitely, definitely a good, um, a good sample size. Uh, he uses a more tame version, by the way, of this of the of his club move, which is definitely his patented move for run blocking, which helps him fill gaps. He can two gap very well, which. You got to love seeing that, obviously, for for run-stopping propensity. Uh, I thought he showed to be a more a surprisingly fluid athlete. Again, he's 310 pounds, so keep that in mind. On plays where he has to flow along along the line of scrimmage to really make a lot of big run stops, 
especially ones that develop to go outside. He gets there and he makes a lot of plays. He, I really believe that he has very sound technique and think he will have a seamless transition to the NFL and be just flat out one of the best four plays of the NFL draft. Uh, I really think his ceiling is pick 21 to the worst run stopping team in the league who has the perfect the the perfect scheme fit uh, and that is going to be with the chargers they desperately need interior d-line help and if they were to take a guy like kalijah Kansi over keanu bentu i would uh wipe house clean house because that would be ridiculous and quite literally very stupid and i would say his floor is 54 and that would be to the san diego chargers as well uh and i think anything past that is blasphemous so it's chargers only well, no, I'm a, just, I, I think, I think that. No, I know. I'm just a good bracket. I'm kidding. I'm um, yeah, I think he, uh, he'll probably settle in, in that early, early day too, but damn good football player. Let, let's, let's run through everybody's uh, three, my guys again. Ray, who'd you, who'd you have? I got Charlie Jones, wide receiver from Purdue, Jonathan Mingo, another wide receiver from Ole Miss, and then Colby Wooden, the defensive lineman from Auburn. Dean, what about you? I had Marvin Mims, the wide receiver from the Oklahoma Sooners. I had Travis Hodges Tomlinson, the corner from TCU Horn Frogs and Keanu Benton from the Wisconsin with the interior defensive lineman from the Wisconsin Badgers. Nice. So I had Julius Brent's corner from Kansas state, Nick Herbig edge rusher from Wisconsin, and then Jake Hayner quarterback from Fresno state. Good stuff, fellas. We love highlighting some guys that maybe don't get as much love from the media, but, want to make sure everybody's aware that we like these guys and these guys will be impact players whenever they get drafted. All right, fellas. So that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our My Guys episode. Stay with us. We got a bunch of content coming up leading to the draft. We got our top 25 big boards. and We got the final predictive mock dropping right before the draft. So stay tuned for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2023 draft season. Fellas, appreciate you.